Welcome to the Movie Planet Season 6, Episode 4. This week we are talking 2019's John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. With Joe. I did tell you, I've been looking forward to meeting you for a long time. I'm a huge fan. John Wick. And Sam. Is that the dog? He likes you. What does Sammy know? Both giving the same gift. We're not the same. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Welcome to the Movie Planet. Joining me is the adjudicator to my Winston. Nice. <laughs> yes. I get to be the bitch. You Thanks. get to be that bald bitch. <laughs> that does nothing. Well, she delivers she, messages. She delivers. Yeah, she's a messenger. She's a messenger. And I would have liked to see something. I would have, you know what, going with the theme of the names, they should have named her Hermes or something. Yeah. Or Mercury. Like adjudicator's you know? like, oh, he's a bad bitch. Right. But she like, she just doesn't, she just calls and gets hung up on. Like, <laughs> tough. I would like to do a parlay. <laughs> I think that sounds fun. Nice. Yes. Well, as you know, this week we are doing the John Wick trilogy. This is the third one, soon to be a quadrilogy. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum for the Action Adventure Pantheon. And the updated Pantheon is number one, Die Hard. Number two, Mad Max Fury Road. Number three, John Wick from 2014. Number four, John Wick Chapter 2. Number five, Live Free or Die Hard. Number six, Die Hard with a Vengeance. And number seven, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, who will be going down the road at the end of this. You might not. I don't know. Sam? Who knows? Uh, as as Elton John said, don't go breaking my heart. I'm just saying. Kiki we, D, we maybe. Don't, we don't know. Kiki? <laughs> we don't know. Uh, do you want to change any of your grades? Uh, no. I'm good. I'm good still, too. Uh, here we go. Let's get down to business. This week, we are talking 2019's John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, a movie made for $75 million that brought in $327.3 million. Hey. Welcome to, the, some success. welcome to the box office, Chad. There you go. Screenplay by Derek Kolstad, Shea Hatton, Chris Collins, Mark Abrams, directed by Chad Stahelski, music by Tyler Bates and Jill J. Richard. They brought everybody back again. Points for consistency. It shows. Yep. It shows. And now, that being said, John Wick 4, you said Colstad's not coming back for that. One of the story guys. No. So, I don't know. This is, the, this is a shakeup. Uh, this opened May 16th, 2019. It was the first movie to take down Endgame from the top slot. Made $56.8 in its first weekend, and Avengers got dropped to number two. Well done, John nice. Wick. The boogeyman took down Thanos. <laughs> That's a feat. Yes. Anyway, John Wick Chapter 3 is rated R. Yes. Yeah. Very rated R. Two hours and ten minutes. Of chunky. Beautiful. And when he says chunky, talking about like chunks of head. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's this this movie's real chunky. Uh starring Keanu Reeves as John Wick, Halle Berry. Hot as Sophia, Ian McShane as Winston, Lawrence Fishburne as Bowery King, Mark Dacascos as Zero the Fanboy, aka Iron Chef. Yes. Asia Kate Dillon as the adjudicator, Lance Reddick as we finally get a pronunciation, Sharon. Sharon. Uh, yeah. Tobias Siegel as Earl, Angelica Houston, Morticia, the director. Mm. Syed Taimui as the elder, Jerome Flynn as Barada, 
Randall Duck Kim is the doctor. He's back again. Oh, yeah. Uh, Margaret Daly as the operator. Robin Lord Taylor as administrator. R Susan Blumert as the librarian. Unity Phelan as ballerina. Jason Manzukis as TikTok man. And the NBA's own Bobin Marinovich as Ernest the Jawless. <laughs> Do you notice who uh, the administrator is? Robin Lord Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. Penguin? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, he, with all the piercings and everything. I was like, Hey, that was a nice little... I did the same thing. I was always going to text you. I was like, is that fucking Penguin? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he was Penguin cast, and it was like, that's the worst looking Penguin ever. And then he played, and I was like, oh. He was actually pretty good for six seasons. Pretty fucking, pretty fucking great. <laughs> uh, according to IMDb, this movie had a lot of taglines. First one was, if you want peace, prepare for war. Then we got, don't hunt what you can't kill. Your favorite, probably. TikTok, Mr. Wick. Oh, yeah. No, that's mine. Is that yours? <laughs> TikTok. Everyone is waiting for John Wick. It's the world versus Wick, and every action has consequences. I think world versus Wick is great. That or um, we're the high table. We're New York. Oh, that you know what? I should mark it down for that line itself. You should. <laughs> I heard that and I went, I forgot about that, son of a bitch. Oh, gabagool. Yeah. Hey, you know, we're New York. We're New York. It's York. important that we're in New York and we got to say what we are. Do you remember the first time you saw this? What did you think? And I'm jealous of yours right now. Oh, yeah. If you haven't had the pleasure of uh, experiencing the Alamo Draft House, it is... It is Eden. I have only heard legend. This is uh, dining. You have a waiter, a waitress, and they are like little ninjas that come through and you don't really notice them. But, the, but this is the most beautiful part. Besides the food yeah. and the popcorn and the fresh butter and the cocktails and the drinks. <laughs> besides all that. Besides all of that. <laughs> they are strict about talking and phones. God bless the Alamo Draft House. And all you have to do is take your little menu card mm -hmm. and write down this person. And if they get two strikes, mm. they get kicked out. So people have to behave themselves. We live in a society, we're not fucking animals. You know what? I'm glad that there's still civilized society out there somewhere. I'm just surprised it's in California. <laughs> oh, it's since shut down in COVID. They shut that down? Alamo yeah, the, San, the San Francisco one. Well, that's the shit. You finally had a glowing beacon of trust out there for cinema and COVID-19 pissing on the world again. Yeah, well, I don't live there anymore, so. It, it, you know what? God bless And probably can't afford to ever do that again. <laughs> Who can afford to live in America these days anyway? Uh, I saw it was pre-pandemic. And it was one of the last movies I saw pre-pandemic. I started going online after this movie because I wanted to see if there was any companion materials after this movie. Oh, yeah. I want to see. Is there more? Actually, I have a great little bit of information for you. I'm listening. Play the John Wick game. The, there's, oh, the video game? Yes. Is it on PS only? No, I'm pretty sure it's all systems. Okay. The John Wick game. It's a tactical. Oh, I like that. Game. Okay. What's banging? Adding it to my mental cue. Yeah. I've got Mad Max next, and then it's going to be John yep. Wick. It's bird's eye view. Yeah. Tactical. If Hogwarts hadn't come out, I've been playing Mad Max right now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but I want to go online because I want to see, is there any extra material? Because they've done all this world building. How come no one has written a damn thing now? Yeah, I'm surprised there's not even like, is there a comic? No. 
that surprises me. Right. If anything, you have a comic. I mean, I, I mean nobody's going to read a comic. I'm not aware if there's a comic. There wasn't in 2019. Okay. I remember, because at the time, one of my favorite action movies was Wanted with yeah. McAvoy and Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah. And like, this was, I thought it was going to be a series. This is what never... Wanted should have been. Whatever happened to it? I guess it just got scrapped. It went away. Because they had a video game. They had all the whole thing. It was great. It was cool. It was yeah. fresh. It was new. Based off a graphic novel, Wanted yeah. was. Uh, but it just. Didn't... Angelina Jolie's ass. Oh, Morgan Freeman is a bad guy. Right? That doesn't happen. Never. Yeah. The last time he was a bad guy, he was in prison at Shawshank for 20 years for something he didn't do. Yeah. That uh, was there. Yeah. Okay. Time for Inception of Perception. Another shallow grave for this one. This is all I could find, really. That's important. According to Reeves, <laughs> the film's title was taken from the famous 4th century Roman military quote, CV Pacem Parabellum, which means if you want peace, prepare for war, which we, we get a version of in this, but not actually that. Okay, so Parabellum is two words, but it's one word in John Wick title. Right. His name is John Wick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You know, yeah, you made your point. It's Barney Jenkins. Okay. <laughs> the studio spent an estimated $48 million on prints and advertisements promoting the film. 48 a lot. million. Now, I want to double check something because I just read that and I was like, I want to see what did they spend on Enemy Mine? Remember oh, how much money they spent on advertising for that? <laughs> Enemy Mine spent $40 million in marketing costs. Okay, so like a hundred and sixty million in inflation. In, yes. In inflation. <laughs> Jesus. So now go back and listen to Enemy Mind and realize how fucked up that was. <laughs> God damn. I knew I it mean, was big. Forty-eight million. I didn't even think it was like. I mean, it was advertised. Right. Right. But no it's, one was really advertising against Endgame at the time. Mm -mm. But I think John Wick and I, John Wick and Detective Pikachu, which were both advertised alongside. Yeah. And this is like, I want to say maybe three, two months after Endgame came out. So the initial burst is over. Mm -hmm. This Yeah. Is, what, I forget what movies came out with Endgame. Nothing. No. Remember, <clears throat> DC was supposed to release stuff and they cleared their oh, slate. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't compete. <laughs> Fantastic Beast was supposed to come out. They cleared that and pushed it down the well, line. They should just throw that in the garbage. We, well, we know that now. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, play Hogwarts Legacy. But yeah, there was a lot of movement. They moved a lot of shit around because they were like, yeah, we're not going to even bother. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, I wonder what came out with Endgame. I don't know. Uh, there, there had to be some like romantic comedy that came out the same weekend that nobody knew about. I'm going to find this. You can keep going. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to the synopsis of the movie here. So here we go. What must be done? The cost of your life will be the death of others. The first of which will be the man they call Winston. What? He has forgotten his fealty. Neither the open contract nor the excommunicado will be lifted until you complete your task. So if you wish to live, and if you wish to remember, this is the choice you must make. John runs through New York as time runs out of his grace period. He turns into an alley and sees the TikTok man, one of the Bowery King spies. He gets into a taxi, but the roads are gridlocked. With only 20 minutes until he is officially excommunicado, he decides to get out and run again, but not before he gives the driver a gold coin to get his dog safely to the Continental. Sam, what did you find? Nothing. <laughs> you, it, it, it happened too quick. Not <laughs> it happened too quick. I couldn't find anything. I got stressed. <laughs> well, speaking of, 
Here is John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a seamless transition, and I feel the anxiety of the tick. That's the ticking away. It's stress. It's stressed out the minute that it, camera as starts. As soon as it, as soon as it gets in there. Yep. We get Rafi from the league. Gattaca! What a small role. Uh, but he's, oh, I miss him so much. I love everything. Doesn't he also hold the umbrella for the adjudicator yeah, at one point? I love, God, he, I love that man. I do too. The bounty is up to 14 million now. Yeah. It's getting higher. Still not what I imagined <laughs> killing the Baba Yaga would be. Uh, and we get another dog. It's the same dog. It's got, a good boy. He always answers dog. It's a good boy. He's a good boy. Yeah. Uh, he arrives at the library and asks for a book in which he reveals a hidden compartment containing some coins, a cross, a marker, and a picture of him and his wife, which he kisses. A large man, <laughs> Ernest, corners him in the bookshelves. John tells him he still has time left, but Ernest doesn't care. Who's going to know about a few minutes? The two of a fight, which culminates in John using the book to break Ernest's jaw and snap his neck. It leaves him with a bad stab wound on his shoulder, though, so he visits the doctor at his home address with only five minutes to go. The doc agrees to help, but he has to stop stitching halfway through because the grace period is over. I like <clears throat> in the third movie, yeah, which I thought would be a trilogy, like kind of a closing of a chapter, which it's not. No, no. Um, John gets the shit kicked out of him in this one. Like he oh. has, this, is, this isn't just like a couple bullets, like, He's getting the shit kicked out of him. He's gone from low-level guys in the first movie to now everyone is, in a, is, is an assassin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ernest, that's a huge motherfucker. What do they say in Waterboy? That's a huge bitch! Oh, that's uh, that's uh, <laughs> oh, wait, that's uh, Gigolo. Deuce Bigelow. Yeah, Deuce Bigelow. European Gigolo. <laughs> that's, that's a, a huge, huge bitch! bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boban. Boban, you come a long way since the NBA, man. Uh but when he snaps his neck oh and then breaks his God. jaw, his jaw hanging to yeah, the side. Because yeah, he hits him like three times directly in the f the mouth yep. and then brings him over and okay, we're like, okay, we got the pencil. Now you have no sharp ends. You have nothing. You can't stab him. Where's a book? You snap his fucking neck and it's just brutal. It just, he puts his head against like the chair and then hits him with the book. Yeah. And you see the head goes sideways. Then he sticks in his mouth and it snaps his oh. jaw off. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I can't spend the money if you're dead. No, no. I, I, and then we, then we go to the doctor and I love how the doctor's all about the rules still. Well, and, and I like that he knows the consequences and that the rules are there for a reason and yeah. what's going to happen if he breaks those rules. Yeah. And this is when the doctor's like, you gotta shoot me in the shoulder. And John doesn't waste Bam. any time. <laughs> okay, one more time. Just right above, don't graze my... Oh. Uh, and, okay, this is a stupid question, but does he just leave pictures of him and his wife in random places? Uh... Typically, I figure you keep one photo, and that photo got burned up in the house. But you know, who yeah. knows? In the event safe. that I will need this later on, with just my wife still get, alive, just in case I get brought back in, <laughs> seems like an odd thing to do. Deducting a point. Plot hole. Plot hole. <laughs> Okay, John's $14 million is in full effect. After stitching himself up and taking some pills, John shoots and wounds the doc at his request to persuade the high table that the doc obeyed the excommunicado order. 
John leaves and is immediately set upon by a wave, a wave, a tidal wave of assassins. They corner him in an antiques arm shop, so John uses old, the old weaponry to kill them in a vicious series of fights that are fucking amazing with the antique knives. God, when they're just throwing at him at each other, they're, so they're, cool. they're all missing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, because sometimes, most of the time, it's not going to happen. But there, you do see some sticking. Oh, yeah. And it then, looks like stegosaurus plates sticking out of like, Just a point blank, just right to the fucking head. Oh, God. And this is where this is where things get just chunky. It, this is where they're like, okay, did you enjoy the action in the first two movies? I know we have to move things up a little bit, so we're going to do our best here. We brought in some CGI artists to help us out. Uh, the knife in the eye. So <laughs> I have written down... Oh. We talk about the set pieces. We have the library, the yep. antique arm shop. Mm -hmm. This movie is moving everything in the right place. We watch him go into the gun shop and he modifies the gun right away. And I'm like, okay, this will be something big later on. And it's not because John Wick doesn't hang on to anything for very no. too long. Well, also it's not practical and he's smart. He fixes it up just for the one. Yeah. And then once again, just by chance, a guy runs in with an actual clock or something. Right. So the guns to the throwing knives, then to hatchets. <clears throat> I'm so happy right now. Dude, that hatchet throw is so <laughs> fucking satisfying. I put, throw an axe to the head? The fuck? <laughs> yeah, I just laughed because I couldn't believe. I was like, <laughs> the dude was just, the dude was like dying. He was out. He's out. He's dying. <laughs> and just from across the room, just... Full throw, straight to the noggin. Just for good measure and fun to hey, watch. Rule number seven, double tap. Exactly. And you're right. The eye. The eye one gets uh, me every time. Uh, <laughs> I can't do eye shit. Uh, Johnny merges into the street and is set upon by more assassins. They follow him into horse stables where John uses the horses and their pile for kicks to kill several foes. He leaves the stables on horseback, but is followed by two men on motorcycles. John kills them both from horseback. Okay. This is a cool visual. But I don't know if this is at all practical. No. Where I would normally say, what the hell is a stable doing here? In the middle of New York. In the middle of New York. Uh, but I realized that there are those terrible, um, monstrous horse and buggy carriage rides yes. that, that fat lazy cons use the as an excuse to be romantic. Yep. Uh, they're terrible. Stop supporting them. <laughs> it's not good for the horse and it's animal slavery. Um, so is having a pet. Well, at least you don't have to put a pet down in the middle of the street from being exhausted. No, no, you don't. I guess the shit in the street though. But for all you dog lovers, you are slave owners. <laughs> I remember, I remember <laughs> there was some fucking video of this vegan woman protesting like some restaurant or something. And there was this kid mm -hmm. uh, in a school uniform and she, you know, he was like talking to her and having a conversation. She was like, eating meat is terrible. And he goes, well, do you have a dog? <laughs> and she goes, well, yeah. It's like, okay, did you pay for that dog? It's like, well, I did, but this was before I was vegan. Okay, well, you still have a slave. Right. And she didn't know what to fucking do with it. So that's besides the point. It's not my point. That's the problem. Yeah. But I, I don't... It, okay, so even if there were those carriage and horses yeah. in New York, uh, I don't think it'd be that nice and big. Or that those horses would be bred to gallop down the street versus motorcycles. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 
they're they're trotters. They're trotters. But we're not looking at like, you know, Kentucky Derby contestants here. No. Which is what you need against motorcycles. Cool visual. <laughs> it's a cool but visual. This, this I think this is the point where and I could be wrong, but they know how ridiculous John Wick is. <laughs> and they are just starting to embrace it. Like John Wick in space is coming. John Wick versus you a know, submarine is coming. It, and for it's me, it's just the track of Fast, Fast and Furious series. And I, the first thing I saw was that, you know, it, it's very clear. Eventually, later on, when he's on the motorcycle. The motorcycle's clearly on a rig. <laughs> moving. But um, to his credit, he is like an experienced motorcyclist. But yeah, there comes a point where you're like, all right, come on. Right. And also, I'm sure you notice that there were times when they were cruising around the streets, and you realize that the cars really aren't moving that fast at all. Yeah, or it's you know when trick. people are getting murdered in public and nobody just does anything about it or says anything. Yeah, uh, but I think because we've bought into one and two and the world that this is living in, we have to buy into the idea that this is the world that we're living in with this. Yeah. Time for an ad read. Oh, yeah, nice. Here we go. Are you tired of watching movies that are edited poorly? Like in The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, where that elf is running away from those shadow people on the horses, and they keep catching up, but whenever they cut the angle, they look further and further away? Hey, we can fix that. We'll just put the lady on a larger horse and get rid of the all-the-wide-angle shots. Or like in that scene in John Wick 3, where the main guy gets on a pony and keeps up and outruns motorcycles. We can fix that. We'll put Mr. Wick on a motorcycle and CGI that shit. We have your Warner Brothers, and you're trying to put together a Justice League movie, but you're Warner Brothers, so you suck? Hey, we can fix that, too. We'll just turn that two-hour movie back into a four-hour movie that ultimately won't make it matter since the whole universe has been scrapped anyway. But if you want to waste our time, we'll waste your money. Here at Eric's Editing Bay, we can make sense of your movie. All we need is a little creative license to bring that plainly stupid to reasonable. Just drop off your reel in one week, and we'll have it ready to go. Call 555-EDIT. That's 555-EDIT. And ask for Eric. John's bounty is raised to $15 million. John arrives at a theater. Yeah, go ahead. Once, once again, <laughs> I need to reiterate, I think doubling it would be more important than adding $1 million for the guy. Well, my question is, who's raising the bounty? The high table. Okay, they are. Because I didn't know. Because I know in the first one, it was raised by... Um, Which I also got Vigo. A- yeah. Yeah. I got a question. I have an answer. I got a question for you. I'm going to bring it. If the brother hired John Wick to kill his sister, who was appointed the high table, yeah. then why wasn't the high table pissed at him first? Well, because John Wick just pulled the trigger. Right. But he was hired by the brother. So why would they let him in? Because the high table knows all. Let's be real. Right. We brought that, I brought that up last week, though. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I said, if they know Santino's going to do this, first of all, did he even get into the high table? Because it didn't seem like that much time passed after the death of his sister to him. No, I think he was at his coronation. I don't think he was accepted yet. Okay, so, but in this, the adjudicator says that John Wick killed someone on the high table. So I guess he killed two. Well, are they referring to the daughter or the the? the, the yeah, I don't know. Because she was supposed to be a she 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 was not on the high table. Maybe that was her coronation party. That's what it was. That's and what he it was. Got his coronation party. Yeah. Okay. So barely. 
Okay. Anyway, here comes the adjudicator. So $15 million are out there now for John yeah. Wick. Uh, John arrives at a theater where he is told to empty his pockets and remove his belt. He meets with the director and asks for help by presenting the cross he picked up from the library. They discuss John's history. This is where he was raised. She takes him to the back of the theater, past training ballet dancers and jujitsu wrestlers, and asks what he wants. He wants passage to Casablanca. She agrees, breaking all ties with him and branding him with the cross in the process. Backstory dump. Yep. I want an origin story, please. It's coming. I want it. John Wick 4 is going to have it in there. I don't know. I bet it does. Mm. Uh, the mythology of this world continues to grow. Uh, this is also the first bit of John's history that we have gotten that isn't revolving around heaven. Or heaven. Helen. Helen. Yeah. Angelica Houston. It's been a, been a minute. It's been a minute. But she's... So welcome back. Ben admit, I was like, damn, that's Morticia from she's Wang's family. So welcome back. And I love and her she's accent. Fucking great. Yeah, she's a great actress. She's fantastic for this role. Uh, uh the Yeah. I love anything Russian mafia related. So It's all like, intriguing. This is so cool. I know, yeah. Which also Eastern we need to do Eastern Promises. Is that with uh Vigo Morganson? Thank you. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, fucking <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> Get uh, hyped. And, you know, we have been hyped. We've been hyped for 25 minutes in this movie. It's been going. We needed things to slow down a little bit just to get our breath. Uh, this is a safe harbor from the action as much as John's from the rat race. Uh, and he gets branded with an upside down cross. I love it. I, I was like, oh, shit. They're really digging deep into the metaphors today. All right. <laughs> I couldn't imagine getting branded what that would feel like. Uh, I know a couple people. Do you? Yeah, I mean they're morons. But, but still, like one of them's a freaking college frat like frat brand. Oh Jesus! Horrible. Oh no. no, I would never get. But, I mean, it's nothing like Bam Margera. It, what did he do? He got a dick branded on his ass. At least that's well. He's got like a cluster because he kept moving, and Ryan Dunn kept putting it in the wrong spot. So he's just got a cluster of cocks on his ass. Oh my god! Which oh my god! I can't. There was why was it for a show? Jackass. It was for Jackass, Jackass too. Oh my god! Which also I just I just saw the one of the funniest Instagram videos. It was this dude doing an impression of. Bam Margera, yeah, like he was talking about it, like on the show, uh, like commentating, and it was for the crucifixion of Christ. It's like <laughs> there's, it's like there's fucking Jesus getting crucified, and then Phil's over there <laughs> with Rav himself. We'll see what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> it was great. Oh, so unholy. <laughs> Here's our new character. <clears throat> A mysterious woman enters the Continental. She slides over a coin to Sharon, who informs Winston, the manager, that an adjudicator is here to see him. After asking to see Santino's body, the adjudicator informs Winston that he must step down from his position due to the fact that he allowed John to live after spilling blood on the Continental grounds. Enters another piece of the puzzle, mm -hmm. the adjudicator, and she has <clears throat> fucked up Winston's world. Yeah, she's intense. Yeah. I feel like she needs to chill. But. There is zero leniency here, but I guess when you're running an organization of assassins, that's what you need. Yeah. Uh, rules is rules. Rules is rules. But I, but also, it's like blood was spilled on Continental Ground before, so what's the pro I guess it was a high table member. 
I guess because so. they're saying now that yeah. he was a high table member. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I don't think it was so much that blood was spilled. It was the fact that um, Winston gave him an hour. Yeah, he gave him an hour instead of just taking him out. And that was the reason why. It was the hour. Oh, yeah, because he killed the girl. Yeah. Miss uh, whatever. Purdy. Perkins. Miss Purdy. Perkins. Oh. Pretty Perkins. God bless you. Uh, <laughs> the Bowery King is then visited by the adjudicator. He tells her that he is honoring the excommunicado. However, she informs him that no one is free from the high table's rules and that he must leave town because he gave John a gun knowing what it would be used for. And he laughs in her face, claiming that he cannot step down from the throne because I am the throne. <laughs> I am the Bowery. Morpheus. I could watch this guy do an entire spinoff movie. Yeah, I heard that he and Sam Rockwell sometimes do uh, like outdoor theater in oh. New York and it's like one of my bucket lists. I'd love to see him do some theater. This What's nice about these two scenes also is that ties up all the plot holes from the first movie. Yeah. Um, Involving Winston in that and, and the then Bowery, the Bowery like, King. The fuck? Yeah, because we were sitting there going, well, the, both these guys are going to get screwed up. Well, now they are going to get screwed. Yeah. Uh, John arrives in Casablanca. Here's looking at you, kid. Almost immediately, he, set, he is set upon by three knife-wielding foes. One is killed in the battle, but the fight is cut short by a man who informs them both that the manager has granted John amnesty. The assassin, the assassin isn't happy and attempts to attack John, but the man shoots him. So adjudicator's coming for Halle Berry now. Uh, she coming. She shouldn't, like... If she knows about it, right and now she's she, tying up the shit that's happening in New York. Yeah, but the high table knows. They know and that John the manager is manager of the Casablanca. Yeah, knows he's excommunicado. Yes. Um, it's I just guess it's because the marker. The marker is the key. I think that's the only thing. But the same th at the same time, she can go. You're excommunicated. You can go fuck yourself. And she does, in a way. She says it, but. That just like with John, there's a reason why he has to do this. There's no reason why she has to do this. Yeah. Um, in two, we went to Rome. Now we're in Casablanca. It's a shift in environment. Um, he and John, the assassin John, go to Morocco's Continental Hotel. There's another Continental. Where John is taken to see the manager. He sees photos of a woman and her daughter before two growling dogs come in and stand guard beside him. And they do not look well fed, which means that they will eat you. The manager, Sophia, steps out of the shadows and shoots him in the chest. He falls to the ground, but his suit is bulletproof. She tells him she ought to kill him, but he presents a marker that she made with John some years before as a result of John having rescued her daughter. She asks him not to present the marker, but John insists that she must take him to see her old boss. Reluctantly, she agrees. So if you have a marker, it's not good. It's not good, but... Also, the other piece to this that's not mentioned is that the daughter wasn't reunited with Sophia. She no. was hidden, hidden from Sophia. Yeah. And that was to Sophia's request. Yeah. To keep her safe. And what I love about this is that how much this looks like a blackmailing organization. That no one who's got a high position in this, who is really good at it, is there willingly. Yeah. They all have debts to pay. Uh, Halle Berry. Man. There's nothing sweeter. You got strawberry you got <laughs> blueberry mm. you got some Halle Berry mm. uh, she kicks ass still looks like she's in her 30s 
and she still kicks ass. It, she the sequence she's I mean, it was a treat to see the behind the scenes where they're doing the gun range stuff. Yep. yep. But God, she kicks ass. I'll I, I don't think I was gonna say this, but after watching this, I would say Halle Berry, as much as I love Adrian Palicki, Miss Perkins, you getting your ass kicked by Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. Every single day. Every, every single day. Time. And you know what. Yes. No. Uh, the dogs are awesome. Great addition. This movie does Unfortun- dogs so well. Unfortunately, this movie also has a history with dogs. A good history? No. Oh, that they... Yes. They, but yeah, but they, they honor the dog so well. I swear to God, if anything happens to that great pit bull, <laughs> anything fucking happens. Before, I swear to God. The adjudicator goes to a small sushi shop the chef is Zero, who recognizes her coin and tells her he didn't expect her so soon. He already knows about John and is interested in hunting him down. The adjudicator tasks him with doing so, as well as going after all those who helped him. Mark Dacascus as Zero, the fanboy. The Iron Chef as the sushi chef. I love this guy. This is such a weird casting. It is a weird casting. It's a weird fucking casting, and I think he works perfectly for it when he hits the fanboy part. Mm-hmm. But oh, when he's sitting on the couch with John later on, <laughs> right next to him. Like, hey, I'm big, a fan, big fan, <laughs> big fan. Um, but that's the trouble with being a iconic character in the culinary world. Is I just see the Iron Chef. Okay, and all I want is to see him is hey in the cuisine. Well, that's the funny thing about this is that he starts off with broken English. And then when the coins are from, he's like, all right, I knew you'd be coming sooner or later. It's like, damn. Even, it, all right, he's undercover. Nothing is what we seems. <laughs> and honestly, I've seen him play in a few things. He's an easy to watch guy. Yeah. I'm just surprised he hasn't been in more. He has a very. He has e- a presence. He has an easy to look at face also. Uh, like I could see him being a side that eventually becomes a lead later on, but he doesn't work. He has Iron Chef. He has Iron Chef. Uh, In the theater, the director watches a ballet performance by her students. Meanwhile, beautifully done, her guards are being cut down by brutal but efficient ninjas. Three men walk on stage and interrupt the performance. The adjudicator and Zero approach from behind. She tells the director that her agreement with the high table doesn't allow her to help John. She agrees to show her fealty. The adjudicator requires her penalty to be paid in blood, so Zero runs his sword through both her hands and leaves her alive. Ah! <laughs> 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 it hurts. Now she's got some whistles, just like Jesus. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> Um, you hear something think, whistling? Uh, I just don't. <laughs> when you when you say ninjas out loud in this kind of a situation, it just doesn't sound cool. But no, it, it looks kind of cool. It looks, but it's like, like the League of Shadows and Batman. Yeah, it's like, hey, we got John Wick three. We're gonna add ninjas. Like ninjas, talk, ninjas, 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 or. New York ninjas. Like Foot Soldier. <laughs> the or foot, it's the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan or uh, like Last Samurai kind of thing. Well, these guys are pretty damn efficient. Very efficient. And uh, when the three guys come out on the stage behind the ballerinas. It's it's a great shot. You know, and I, I'm going to say this later. I'm a Chad Stikowski. He, You look at what he did in the first movie. You look at what he's doing here. He's growing as a director. Oh, it's 100%. Clear. 
And he's yeah. only done the three fucking movies. Yeah, he's crushing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when the sword, I put, I could feel it all up my, my arms when the hand, when the sword goes through the hands, I oh. just feel it up in my shoulders at that uh -huh. point. Uh, Sophia returns to John heavily armed. She hides a weapon on one of the dog's vests. John assures her he just wants to talk to her boss, but she's skeptical. They arrive at a complex and meet with Barada, Sophia's old boss. John asks Barada to take him to the elder, the one who sits above the high table so he can make amends. Barada doesn't know where he is, but knows that the elder only finds those who he wants to find. He tells John to go to the desert and to follow the stars until he's almost dead, where the elder may or may not find him. Like, I've heard that before. Yeah, well, that's great. Follow, follow the sun and keep walking. Yeah, and when you're when you're about to die, keep, keep going. <laughs> uh, and what's cool about this scene is that it takes you through the origins of all the assassins now. Yeah, we get a taste. Yeah, and it it sounds ridiculous, but if you play Assassin's Creed Origins, there are a lot of parallels to what they talk about in this. Mm. Because the assassin is from that place of the, on the earth. Yeah. Uh, that, that being said, like having all the remnants, like this is the first marker ever, and this is the first whatever it is. I'm like, these are cool little things to have. Oh, yeah, it's like the first dollar a restaurant made. Right, yeah. and But then he, he's like, he has all these wonderful things, and it's like, well, where's the elder? I don't fucking know. Then he, what are we running here? He's, a, he's above me. <laughs> he goes where he wants. And I'm going to get to this a little bit later, but was the elder what you thought he would be? No. It was, it was kind of disappointing. I expected I wanted something, an elder, not a young prince. And I wanted someone who, like, was it within a Wi-Fi signal to do all these uh, things? That'd be great. Yeah. Like, how how does he know about all this? I, From what I understand, the desert's the desert, and it takes a while to find anybody out there. So, Or get any information. If the elder is executing, or if the elder has the high table executing orders from him, how long are those orders out of date before it gets to them? I mean... Satellites, baby. <laughs> it's magic, baby. It's magic, baby. Uh, before they can leave, Barada demands a gift. He wants one of Sophia's dogs. <laughs> Swear to God. But she is unwilling to give the dog to him. He shoots it instead, and that dog drops. <laughs> Unknown to Barada, it's wearing a bulletproof vest. John warns her against seeking revenge, but Sophia shoots Barada, and a fight with his staff ensues. The dog attacks Barada's groin. Once the guards are dead, Sophia shoots Barada in the leg, and the two make their escape, but more guards are on their way. They shoot their way out of the complex with her dogs, following her commands, and then make their way to the desert, and this is the greatest action scene in the John Wick series, in my opinion. It's puppy time. Hey. <laughs> it's puppy time, it's baby. Puppy time. Uh, it's not just Wicked Halle Berry. Well, it's I, the it, dogs too. They oh, get yeah. their own camera shots. <laughs> no, it's this was. I think I can't think of another movie that handled dogs and action sequences better. Like maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but that's only for a second. I've never seen this ever. No, and I've never seen it again. No, it's almost like they blew their load on Hollywood, and Hollywood said, "We're just going to have to sit here and sit in it." Yeah, and then I'll, just. <laughs> <laughs> the groin shots. It's it's smart. It's funny. Right. But it's smart. But it's them grabbing it's, it and then the, the yank afterward uh, on every single uh, one. Yeah. They're so, so trained well. And then <laughs> Sophia going up to shoot the old manager in the head, but John's like, don't. <laughs> don't do what I did. But even, even she gets a few, like a few points in the fight where 
it reminded me of like John Wick with a shotgun in the last game where, where he puts it oh, in yeah. and just shoots like several times. She does the same thing with uh, some of them. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, God damn. It's like, I want yeah, I want she, these two to team up in another movie. It'd be dope. It'd be dope. <laughs> but uh, the dogs are like raptors. Oh, they're wild. Ooh. Yeah, I don't even know what breed that is. They're like kind of like hyena. They hyena greyhound. It's something. Um, why you gotta shoot the puppy? Why you gotta shoot the puppy? Because you have to die now. I was gonna say. Well, that's you exactly know this. you have to die. You gotta believe that that was the puppy that bit his balls off. You gotta believe it. Which also, um, this is going to come up later because when, when the good boy oh, comes up to, yep. when the good boy comes up to John Wick and starts licking his face, uh, Zero, which mm-hmm. seems to know all, yeah. asks if that's the dog. Like the, the dog. Right, right, the, right. The dog that died. Yeah. Well, this is also one of the things where we have to remember how much time is spanned from John Wick 1 to now. It's been like a week. Yeah. (laughs) This is the worst week of John Wick's life, basically. It's an intense week. He's having a rough one. Uh, For me, I know you love this and that's totally fine. Yeah. I think this is the first time we see that the fights are a little bit dragged on. Uh Uh-huh. And it's starting to look a little choreographed. I... To moi. Well, I'll say this. I agree with... 75% 75% of what you're saying because the gunplay doesn't look choreographed. It's the hand to hand combat now yes. that's looking choreographed. I, I, yes, I will specify. It's the hand to hand combat. Yeah. There's a lot of Last Jedi moments. A lot of the guy on the ground waiting for the waiting, next guy to get out of the way before he does something. Getting ready to throw the punch. Yep. I noticed that a lot. Whenever those, whenever I see two on ones, I'm always like, okay, the one guy's down. What's he going to do in the meantime? Oh, he's really out of breath all of a sudden. Okay. Right. Uh, but to counter that, that dog climbed a wall, man. That dog, that dog climbed ran a wall. up that fucking wall. <laughs> you ever seen those? You ever seen those pit bull training videos? Yes. With the tires. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Uh, it's your ass, Mister Postman. This is a series that's begging for spinoffs. If there was a Sophia spinoff, yeah, I would buy it. Because if Wick is the boogeyman, Sophia's bloody man. I'd get that subscription, baby. Yep. Uh. This is ripe for anything that they do if Keanu Reeves decides to go elsewhere. They could set this up for anything. Oh, 100%. in fact, they're doing they're doing a movie on the ballerina. They're 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 going to do a John Wick spinoff on the the oh, ballet yeah. place with, and the ballerina with my girl. Yeah. Um, Anya Taylor Joy. She gonna be it? No, thank God. <laughs> you don't want to see another thing with her in it. I just, I just. Uh, <laughs> uh. Her no. eyes are too far apart. <laughs> no, it's not that. No, I, I just, she's been great, but I don't see her as an assassin. And it's just like one of those things like, uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm Emily sure Blunt. she can do fine. Emily Blunt then? No, it, it's, it's already cast. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's, uh, oh my God, it's my girl. Cuban. Way to narrow it down. Cuban girl. Michelle Rodriguez. No. <laughs> she wasn't, she was blonde. She was Marilyn Monroe. Anna De Armas? Yes. I thought she was going to do something with James Bond. She's doing the ballerina. Ballerina? Last time I checked. Oh, she is. Anna De Armas. Yeah. yeah. And Keanu Reeves will be back for that also. Yeah. And Winston. Fuck yeah. Yeah! And Sharon. Tight. And, Norm, and Norman Reedus from Walking Dead. <laughs> you, sorry, you can't make a joke with the podcast with a visual face. <laughs> 
Uh, John and Sophia drive to the desert. John pricks his finger and signs the marker with his blood. Sophia's debt is fulfilled. Sophia gives most of the water to her dogs. She swills the rest in her mouth before spitting a mouthful back into the bottle. She tells John that he is going to die, either here or later down the line. John walks into the desert with the bottle, and she leaves. He walks across sand dunes for a day and a night before he collapses. I just need to say one thing. Yes? I don't even have to be thirsty. I'm going to drink every last drop of what's in that bottle and say thank you. Well, the good people at Sunshine Falls have an ad for you. (gasps) Oh, I can't wait. Want to quench your thirst with the enzymes of a hottie? Try Sunshine Falls Berry Water. Each bottle has been emptied by an eighth and refilled with the saliva of superstar actress and ageless babe Halle Berry. It's like kissing a waterfall that's a little thicker and probably tastes of the dinner she had the night before. If you plan on a long trip by yourself and you're into that kind of kink, try berry water. And for a limited time, try our newest water flavor. Tum-tum. Sunshine Falls. <laughs> pure hydration. Pure obsession. Impure inspiration. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ. I can't believe you put that in there. I tried to get it out. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> I don't know where this shit comes from. See? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, fuck. It... And this goes back to what we talked about in the last two movies. The labia? Labia sweat. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, again, everyone is respectful of John Wick. But this movie feels like they start to say... It's a Dude. The respect has a line. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, this is, this is the first person, really, that he's worked with where she's still on the hate train with him. Yep. And I like that. Uh, I also like seeing the desert on film. Desert on film always looks nice. Always looks nice. Yeah. It's just that no cloud look. You know, it's beautiful. Orange sand, blue sky. In the Bowery Kings complex, the ninjas brutally cut down many guards. Zero and the adjudicator approach the Bowery King on the roof. He tells the adjudicator that he is willing to show fealty, but she says that he has had his chance. He is defiant and sends his pigeon out of harm's way before Zero deals him seven cuts as punishment for the seven bullets he gave. The Bowery King falls to the rooftop. At first, I thought they killed him. I did too. Like, the way those cuts were, and what's best is that it's done from a distance and you still you still see the blood flying oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> high table, ain't fucking around. No. Uh-uh. Uh, and now I want to see Zero with a sword against Wick. Because you'll get he, it. He knows, own... how, he, he knows how to use a blade. Oh, yeah. As we saw with the, the blowfish earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I wish there was more of that scene. Like something was going to happen in that scene. Like she was like, mm-hmm. 
like I got a tingle in my mouth. Like just a hint of poison. Just, just a hint. <laughs> Uh, in the desert, a cloaked man comes across John. Then John wakes up in a tent. He is face-to-face with the Elder, who informs him that he's actually a 25-year-old guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> who informs that he has never seen a man so lost. He asks him why he wants to live. John says it is to remember Helen. So the Elder gives him a choice. Die here or become the boogeyman again, remembering through death. He can never be out like he once was, but he can reverse the excommunicado. In exchange, he must kill Winston. What? John agrees and pledges fealty by cutting off his wedding ring finger and gives the ring to the elder. The elder accepts his pledge of fealty. He directs staff to help him prepare for passage back to New York and provides him with new clothes. And I've got a theory about John Wick 4. He's getting that ring back. He's getting that ring back. But he's like, that's mine. How'd you feel when he took his, his finger off? Oh, it was dope. It's very, I, you know, they're, they're starting to mix, you know, traditions. That's a very Yakuza thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, it's like the last, he's got the photo still, but like, that's, that's his tie. When he, uh, when he, when he put his hand down and you see the hammer and you see the chisel, I was like, okay, someone's going to do this. And when he grabs it, he goes, thump on his, uh, ah, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like and, I, I, I've loved someone before. I haven't finger loved him. Wait, hold on. Well, huh? I, yeah. Phrasing. Uh, John ain't killing Winston. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I'll bring this up later. Yeah. But also, yeah. Back to the elder. Like I imagine, you know, well, desert must be great for the skin. Uh, but I didn't expect a, uh, 25-year-old oil prince. Yeah. He just looked like a a nomad. Yeah. That was it. And Great skin. I, like, on the one hand, I go, okay, we've gone, like, every iteration's gotten older world, older world. Now we're at the oldest world here. But and he's 25. Yeah, he's a young guy. Yeah. And he's like, younger than John, for sure. Right. It, the elder, my ass. He, he's the youth. I want to know who the elder is above him. Who's his daddy? Yeah, who sits? He sits above the high table, but who sits above him? Right. Which also is confusing because in the commercial for John Wick Four, doesn't Winston allude to the fact that John has family that's on the table? He's an orphan, so I don't think so. Because he says, you know, how can I do without the table? Goes well because you have family on the table. He says something like that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, where has that been the last three damn movies? I swear to God, if it's Helen. Dude, if it's Helen, I I might drop my grade just for Okay. If it's Helen, I'm raising them all. <laughs> They're all A pluses, baby. Okay. Uh let's see here. Upon arriving in New York, John comes face to face with two assassins. However, they are cut down by some ninjas. <laughs> New York ninjas. Time and you know, just in uh a really populated what what is that place? It was like a subway, wasn't it? No, it, what's the most famous? I, I'm just spacing. Oh, Grand Central name. Station. It's Grand Central Station. Yeah, this is when the kids interrupt him. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, you and I are so same. I wouldn't have stopped." Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the difference like, between you and me. God damn. <laughs> yeah, but what I love is that the assassins come out, and then the ninjas are like, "Fuck that, we got this." <laughs> yeah, they just pull them away. But like, people are gonna notice. They, they are. You, you, there's only so much you can do. Well, thankfully now. We're going to CGI land. Yeah. Because now we do the disappearing act with everybody. Uh-huh. Which, uh huh. Yeah. John's all of a sudden. Yeah. Whoosh, 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 
the ninjas take John to see Zero. John and Zero are about to fight, but a lot of school children interrupt him. John makes his escape, killing two motorcycle ninjas and taking a motorcycle. Zero and his ninja assassins chase John on the freeway while driving at high speed. John kills several sword-wielding opponents. Zero chases him into the city, but they both can cr- but they both crash near the Continental. Since John has his hand thump on continental grounds, Zero cannot kill him. However, he's been excommunicado from it, so do those rules apply to him? I love this. See, I honestly, I thought when he came around to the continental, he was just going to wreck the bike into the stairs yes. and just go through the doors. <laughs> but just tink. Right. He's like tagging out yeah, in a wrestling match. Tag. I'm safe. <laughs> uh Let's see here. It, I put. It, it's a nice touch how this movie interweaves the public and the environment as an obstacle to the fights, but never actually paying attention to the fights. <laughs> like people doing ninja shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And the motorcycle scene. This More sequence, Moss, Moss motorcycles. This or. might keep it from being an A-plus for me. It, Th- this yeah, scene it might just be tries it. too much. It, it's, it's a little much. And then the disappearing act, like, whoosh, gone. Where'd they go? Gone like Come the wind. Even, show me in practical effects how you did that. You can't, then it couldn't happen. I get he's the boogeyman. He's not an actual goddamn spirit. This is the first time he's done it. Yep. Well, then he comes out of the shadows later on. We'll see that later. Yeah. Which, yes. Uh, Sharon takes John, oh, Sharon takes John, to a waiting room and Zero follows. Here, he confesses how much of a fan he is. <laughs> he tells John that they're the same, but John doesn't agree. John reunites with his dog, but tells him to sit and stay once Winston is ready to see him. Never meet your heroes. Isn't that what they say? That's a good boy. That's a good boy right there. Was it a good boy for Zero to sit right next to John on the couch? (laughs) So fucking funny. He looks so awkward doing it too. Oh, yeah. His his legs, like just touching legs. It's just (laughs) such a, you're not getting away from me. And John's like, dude, I'm right here. It's like going into a bathroom, seeing 12 urinals. You take one and someone walks in and takes the one right next to you. <laughs> and just touches your shoulder at the same time. Yeah, it gives a little pat on the ass and says, hey, good things. Hey, good things. <laughs> good things coming. But this is the fanboy moment. And what I love about this series is that every character truly has their own personality. And their view of John. It, yes. Uh, it's nice to have somebody that's not like, oh, the boogeyman. No. It's like, hey. Big fan of your work. I've got your baseball card. <laughs> I have your autograph. I've, I, I, I've memorized all your stats. <laughs> Is that the dog? Is that the dog? <laughs> no one asked about his wife either. Where's your wife? <laughs> no, it's always the dog in the car. Right. Winston meets with John in a glass room used only when one needs to see what their opponent hides under the table. He knows John is here to kill him and prefers to be killed by a friend, but tells John that there is another way. He can pull the trigger and sell his soul, forever becoming the boogeyman and working for the high table, or he can stand and fight against the high table, eventually dying as the man his wife loved. The adjudicator arrives to see if Winston will step down, and he won't. She asks if John will kill him, and he won't. So she declares the Continental, what? Deconsecrated. Business can now be conducted on its grounds, and both men are targets. Some of the high table's finest will be joining them shortly. However, under the circumstances, Winston sees it fit to reinstate all of John's privileges. He'll need guns. Lots of guns. I need guns. This is new, the deconsecration of a continental. Yeah, it's wild, and we get to see the penguin. And what I would love and to see is how, once that happens, all those floors of assassins start to kill each other. Yeah. Where was that scene? Yeah, no, they almost <laughs> seemed fearful. 
like, oh shit, we need to get the fuck out of here. Right. What was the point of going to Casablanca just to get him back into the continental? I think he had to go above the high table uh, to. What was the point? This is a last Jedi moment. What's the point? Set up for. So he, okay. So he went there. He went there to pledge fealty. That means excommunicado should be no more. Oh, he, okay. So that was it. He went there to get the excommunicado off of him, but he's still excommunicado. Is he? As far as zero is concerned. Well, that's because the guy lives in the fucking desert and can't get a message out to anybody for at least a fucking week. Yeah. Okay. And then he chops off his ring finger just to get into the continental and then change his mind and go, fuck you, fuck the high table and fuck the elder. I'm not killing Winston. Yeah. Why didn't John? That was his task. Why didn't John Wick tell the adjudicator? I've already talked to your boss of bosses. Well, he was still tasked with killing Winston. And he says no to that. He said yes to the elder, <clears throat> but said no when it came time. Oh, right. Well, he said no because Winston told him, like, look, they're a fucked up organization and you're going to turn into what you hate or you can work with me and be what you love. It was he for, hit, for another 30 minutes. He Well, here's the thing. He took there were two deals presented, I the just, elders and Winston. It seems like you could have done a better. You just wanted to go to fucking Casablanca. This was like a. This seemed like the director just wanted to go to Casablanca and shoot in Casablanca. Okay, just to come back. Well, okay. So the thing is, they. I think they. I think they were kind of hamstrung. And I'm. Be fair here. I agree with what you're saying right now. This reminds me of how at one point they they mentioned how like in one of those videos we watched, Rise of Skywalker was written backwards. Yeah. Yeah. This may have been the same way, mm. because in order to get to Casa, in order to get to see the Elder. You need to have a reason for him to go there. Okay. Now the reason was laid out in the very first, mo- the second movie with the excommunicado. However, they had built up the legend from one to two and now we're two to three. It has to get bigger and bigger. You have to go to the source at some point. And the only way to get there really is to do the whole, well, John Wick has to get out of this excommunicado deal. However, it's so shoddily done with the whole, well, just walk into the desert and he'll find you. Do you know how big the desert is? You know, that's the thing. This There's, is like the pirates finding in Waterworld. The, the <laughs> smokers just I didn't. To, where are those to, sharks with the lasers the on them? <laughs> Jason Momoa <laughs> underneath. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that, that, maybe this is one of the situations where the story got too big for them to handle. That could have been it. Could have been it. But I also say this, I wouldn't trade that Casablanca scene with Halle Berry for anything in the for world. nothing. Nope. Uh, so the Continental gets deconsecrated. Uh, Winston and Wick versus the high table. I'm in. It's a pair I like. Yes. And, and I, I love I the fact that he's like, so are my privileges reinstated? He goes, I don't see why not. I don't, see why not. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> and now... The extra chunky bits. Oh, oh my God. This is, oh this boy. This is sweet, sweet. 
John, Violence, gore porn. John is shown to the arms room where he is told that the high table have improved their armor and has recommended a stronger caliber round. <laughs> Winston locks himself in the arms safe while John, Sharon, and some loyal men go to fight the onslaught of high table goons. Their armor is tougher than anyone thought, so John has to get up close and personal. Only John and Sharon survive the high table's first wave. They regroup in the arms safe where Sharon introduces him to an armor-piercing shotgun. <sighs> John is just pissed off when he has to go back in. There's like, need something stronger. He's, yes. just, he's just like, he's so frustrated. And Look Winston shit is working. And Winston is just chilling with some cognac. He's just chilling. He looks he's not, so chill. He's not worried about a goddamn thing. He's got his legs crossed on the couch. Got some music playing in the background. Just waiting for it to be over. I am speechless at this point. Like, this is a great unification of these three characters finally working together. Not just a manager, you know, uh, a manager D. It's like, no, we're all working together. And I do wish the sommelier was there. Oh. That would have made it, but absolutely. you can't bring him over. Uh, two big busloads of assholes show up in the middle of nowhere. Subtlety be damned. <laughs> we're back to using Vivaldi to our soundtrack of action scenes. Bullets are just bouncing off of these guys, and they are surgical. When they walk in that place, it no bullet is wasted. wasted. Um, and, and the way just, they use the lights? Well, the way they use the, they use the lights, but also John pulling the helmets up. Yes! Or moving up the goggles because he can't get in there. So great. Or goes underneath the helmet. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's... And he does that after like, I'd say 15, 16 rounds when he's like, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting up. I need something better. Need they something never stronger. get up. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't how this is supposed to go. Yeah. And, uh, but there's a, there is a really cool scene with the bodyguard or the, the, the guarded guys, which is you see one flashlight blinding them. And the one turns into three as they spread out. And you're like, this may be where John dies. <laughs> I don't yeah. see him getting out of this at this point. Man. Yeah. I mean, shit. The flash. I learned about the flashlight thing uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Because when I had my gun, like I had a, a flashlight attached to it. Okay. And my pistol. And uh, I had a button where you could, you know, you just push it to turn it on. Mm -hmm. Or if you clicked it, it'll flash. Oh. So anybody gets that. You're blind. I was going to say, because even on the screen, it's blinding. Uh, you can't tell where, and you almost can't tell where the light's coming from. Yeah. Worried about that deal you made at Lowe's going wrong? Screwed over Home Depot a few too many times? Is your home ready for an insurgency, the likes we haven't seen since the Geek Squad tried to attack your neighbor's home for calling them out at nine times or so because they kept unknowingly changing their Wi-Fi password thinking it was a username change? It's moments like these you can't just rely on any old panic room. No, you need something that's gonna last. And you might as well do it in style. We are Panic Lux, luxury panic rooms. Our panic rooms are the size of most New York apartments. Wallpapered with the designs, decorated with priceless art, cable TV, luxury couches, self-sustaining Wi-Fi network, and an in-house chef who was once a Marine and is willing to use those knives of his to chop you some sushi or slice a jugular if necessary. Most panic rooms are built into the home itself, but ours are literally dimension-changing rooms to your house. Kind of like a TARDIS. You won't believe how spacious they are. 
Not everybody needs a panic room, but they're kind of like guns or condoms. You'd rather have one and not need it than need it and not have it. Panic Lux. Luxury panic rooms for those who like to chill during a crisis. Talk to Winston. The second wave arrives. <laughs> and John makes quick work of them. The shotgun able to blow their ha- heads clean off. Oh yeah, the what? the <laughs> when John is above the three dudes and it's dude, this is chunky soup, dude. This oh is God. just half the skull ripped off. I was like, that's a hemisphere, <laughs> dude. Just chunky. Yeah, the <laughs> just gluttonous gore. It's, just the impact. God, those shotguns. It's beautiful. And the fast reload. It's like, this is back to, this is nice to get back to from the overly choreographed fights to tactical gunplay. Yes. And while it might be absurd, it's fucking gnarly. It's awesome. And this scene ramps up twice. It has the shotgun blast section first. And then when they jump into the pool. <sighs> and I'm like, first of all, what I loved about this scene is one, it's a callback to the first movie. Yeah. Because that scene looks identical to where Alfie Allen was hanging out with his boys singing uh-huh. Russian songs. But also, the gun shooting on the pool, and you see the bullet go and just drop, and you're like, damn, that's how it works? That's so cool. And then <laughs> as he's reloading in panic, which, no, I guess I could, I'd be so panicked that, I, yeah, no, never mind, scratch that. I think that's a smart move. <laughs> but John swims over and just nuzzles it right in and pop, and then... <laughs> Dude falls and continues to pop, pop, pop. It's so great. Just water becoming more and more red. Beautiful. Yeah. The adjudicator phones Winston asking how long he thinks he can keep the defense up. So he puts the phone down before she (laughs) speaking. That was the, oh, that was great cinematic. How long do you think you can? And she's, she is pissed. And then he takes another sip of his cognac. He's like, I can keep going. I can do this for days. I got, I got John. John makes his way to the glass room from before where he's attacked by two ninjas. And these are the guys from the raid. Yes. Yeah. And thrown through several glass displays. He gets an ass whooping. It's amazing. Eventually, he manages to kill both using their own sword. He makes his way upstairs as Zero taunts him through the glass, but is attacked by two of Zero's best men. The Shinobi get the upper hand and have the opportunity to kill John, but refrain from doing so to talk about the honor of fighting him. Hey, big fan of your work. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I can't believe we're doing this right now. I love that, like, but it's John Wick. But it's John Wick. Yeah, it's him. Uh, this is John Wick, Enter the Dragon. Yes, it is. Yeah. And while I love that idea, uh-huh. this is where it drags ass. You have action fatigue at this point, don't you? I have action fatigue, and it's the same shit for another 25 minutes. Would you say that if they'd shaved off a minute and a half of every action scene, you might have done better with this? I could have, but it's once again, it's the same judo roles. I don't know. I think the fault is that we watch these so close together. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I think because I thought about it, it's like, well, if I, you know, had a year off and I forgot about some of the stuff, I wouldn't be seeing like the same moves. Yeah. In the same kind of sequences. Like there's a lot of great stuff. There's new stuff. There's chunky stuff now. But this That's is where point. it's like. <sighs> Can we just get to the zero fight? Yeah. No, you're right. I, cause I can, I totally see that now where it's like, cause I remember at this point I was kind of like, okay, 
let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Like, I, it's cool, but let's wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. And, oh, man, I don't know. This is this is kind of also the part, because it takes so long, yeah. you really notice the choreography. This one you do. You're yeah. like, all you got to do is just, <sighs> you just got to take your arm and extend it with the knife, and you'll hit his throat. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of that in this scene and the zero scene also goes zero. Zero, zero pulls a few punches also. And I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, you had him. Yeah. Um, I like that John lets him live and he's like, be seeing you. Yes. It was like, to me, it was kind of like a respect of like, you didn't kill me. You wanted to fight me. We're done. Here. You learned your lesson. <laughs> now, as we've talked about how these actions have gotten a little bit over long, um, Based on the style changes in scene, can we officially say Chad Stahelski is a visionary action director? 100%. I think so also. Because I'll I'll throw it back to the the first John Wick movie we did. This was like watching the Born, Born Identity. Yes. Where they raised the combat bar. Yeah. They they raised it he raised it again with this yeah even though it was choreographed occasionally, occasionally. It, looked, it looked looked choreographed and yeah. let's be every fight's choreographed but it's when it looks obvious that it was that's a problem yeah yeah and it just it added a real life intensity with real life techniques yes and it was believable because it's still ridiculous but i'm like that's a real move right right and i you know as we've sat here slamming them like when, when the one guy gets knocked down and you we joke about like he had to take a breath i guess and it's like well in reality you would have to <laughs> that didn't, that didn't feel great yeah but it's like <laughs> the idea if you're like a trained fighter yeah is to attack two verse one darth maul knew this so he, that's why he did one at a time he separated he separated them you gotta keep them separated uh and then I, I just wrote this like, hey, tell that to Kanja Club. Those don't, are the Kanja Club guys. Don't bring that into this. <laughs> Those are the guys. Remember what a big deal that was? That the raid guys are going to be in The Force Awakens. And then you realized right. it was like a half a scene. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> wasted. Killed immediately. Just like that entire fucking trilogy. <laughs> the fight resumes and they knock John down again. As he struggles to get back up, they discuss him being out of shape because of his recent retirement. John takes off his belt and prepares it as a weapon. <laughs> I love he puts his hands up like, he's just hold like, on guys. Just, I know you're talking shit. Just give me one fucking second. After a protracted third round where a tired John resorts to groin kicks and ear slaps, John is able to perform a slam on an opponent that shatters the glass ground and sends them all crashing to the lower floor. The Shinobi can't get up, but John can. He leaves to go and finds Zero, who is on the upper floor. You ever been penguin slapped? Have it's I been what? Penguin slapped. It's the ear thing. No. It's really bad. I wouldn't want There's to. There's a dickhead that did that to me, and I realized, oh, if he did that hard enough and with blow the eardrums. Light, he'd blow out my eardrums. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought God. That was fucking funny. Oh, what a dick. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do like how much bigger Reeves is than the other two guys because he looks like he's wrestling with his kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got the two, like, like I know, he's spread like, apart. Like, so I'm like, I've done that with my father before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Zero and John have a long sword fight. Eventually, John gets the upper hand by using Zero's own disappearing trick against him. Fuck me. Even though he's badly bleeding, Zero keeps fighting until John shoves a sword straight through his chest. The adjudicator phones Winston again and asks if a parlay might be beneficial, and he agrees. <laughs> I think so. But this is, an, this is a common theme now with all three movies. The worst guy that you're fighting gets the cheapest death. I know it's like they did the sword hitting thing 
Oh, yeah. Really? That was what you got? I thought you were going to decapitate him or something. But this goes back to actually what you said earlier, which was if you hadn't watched these back to back to back, if you had that space in between, it might have meant more because yeah. that's the callback to the very first movie where he does the same thing in the opening scene. And I remember you said the going, and then the sword goes in and it comes out and it goes, it goes back, back in, in and it comes out and it goes back in. And I was like, God, Sam was so hyped about that. Now, because we've watched these back to back to back, it's like, been there, done that. Now, now what? Samson's dead it. <laughs> Samson's dead it. Oh, Mother Mary Joseph. Um, one thing that did give me just the... Ugh, was when he first stabbed Zero, mm. and he pulls out the knife, and just, just, a, just a little bit of blood just goes... Bleh. Yeah, like, <laughs> just... <"Bleh." laughs> I was like, oh! That ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> um, Zero appears to be playing with the wick at the beginning of this. Because he's like yeah. slapping him with the sword, taunting him. Oh, yeah. And it reminds me of the Bill Burr thing where he's talking about like abusing. And he goes, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, oh, yeah. you'd ask some questions. You'd ask some questions. Were you fucking with, with him? Did you poke it with a stick? <laughs> and I'm like, that's always he's fucking with. I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're doing right now. Which is the a mistake with every single person that fights him in this movie. It's a mistake with everybody in, in this universe who it goes against like, 14 oh, million. John Wick, I've got the upper hand. Right. You don't got shit. Just fucking kill him. And I got so excited when he came out of the shadows. I was like, we did the thing. He, he did, did the thing. thing. Uh, worn out, both men sit together. Zero talks about how good the fight was. It was a good fight, right, John? Yeah. He's And he's just like, you're fucking nuts. You did the best Keanu Reeves just now. Yeah. <laughs> PC and you. Uh, he uh, he tells Johnny he'll catch up with him. He won't. And he goes, <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> and as John leaves, Zero slumps to the side, dead. I just need to catch my breath. <laughs> it's like, oh, you have a heart, a sword through your heart. But is he dead? I mean, I don't think he, I think he is because John knew like that sword. He knows where that sword went. Yeah. I'm just wondering because we're going to see the Bowery King in a second. He's going to show up. Winston and the adjudicator are on the roof having a parlay. She tells Winston that this was just the first wave, that more will come, and that the Continental will fall. Winston retorts by claiming he could take the Continental back. His ties go deeper than these walls. He's in New York. He is New York. I'm New York, eh? John arrives as the adjudicator decides Winston's show of power was a show of fealty. She reinstates the Continental and him as manager, but tells him that something must be done about John. Winston agrees and shoots John several times. The bullets bounce off his jacket, but push him back until he falls from the roof, bouncing on various things like Black Widow, which somehow break his fall. Still, he hits the ground hard, and the adjudicator is satisfied. Winston? Jonathan, I'm sorry. You, Jonathan. <laughs> you got some explaining to do. Nah, I think he knew what he was doing. I think he knew what he was doing. I loved Winston. Think, Until now. I think he knew what he was doing, though. He knew he was getting John out of there. He was creating a boogeyman right there. He knew what? he was wearing the suit. Okay, but even Sharon was like, well played, sir. Yeah, because he was like, we just protected John. Oh, see, I didn't see that. I saw that as betrayal. No. It's and they just like cold and don't care. No, I think it's because they knew they protected John because yeah. it's after she comes back That's in. A fucking massive fall. It's the Baba Yaga. <sighs> hey, well, when you, when a, if when, Scarlett Johansson can survive that, surely John Wick can. Okay, you make 
What? With that ass, you, with with that ass weighing some shit down, you make a point. As the adjudicator leaves, she decides she needs to check John's body. She re-enters the Continental and tells Winston the body's gone, and he's kind of like, "What? Really? I had no idea." Huh? It's like, I know, such a loss. <laughs> she tells him that they do. She she tells him she does not want to see John Wick coming after them, and Winston agrees and whispers, "Baba Yaga." <laughs> Okay, he I'll, knows. I like the ending more. He okay. knows. <laughs> and I love how the dog heads out the hotel to find mm -hmm. Wick during the scene while she's talking. I'm like, Emperor Palpatine has returned. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the TikTok man wheels a cart as John's dog follows. He tips a battered and broken John out of the cart. It's also his toilet. Yes, it's it his, is. It's his mode of transportation and his shitter. It's and a sink, weirdly enough. Multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. <laughs> it's my toilet shower. It's my toilet shower. <laughs> he is Rafi. He is Rafi. <laughs> he rolls to a stop in front of a makeshift throne. On the throne, drinking a soda, is the Bowery King. Fanta, let's be clear. It is Wanta Fanta. He is cut up quite badly and tells John to raise a hand if he can hear him. John's three fingers hand goes up. Like, shit, they took a finger? And then he gives him a the finger with the three he's got left. Ain't that bad a bitch. <laughs> the Bowery King talks about John's betrayal and the high table's rules. He mentions that more things get done under the table that he's really pissed off. He asks John if he's pissed off too. Then John slowly raises his head. He's bloodied and he's messed up eye, but he can still answer, yeah. Bring on number four. That's a great <laughs> last sequence. It's awesome. Great ending. But honestly, if you had cut the TikTok man in from that point on out and just left it where the dog runs out and that's, and he just goes Baba Yaga and it cuts there, awesome, that would have been a, a perfect ending to a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that because this right here, this scene, you feel like, well, we could put it in there. If we need a fourth one, we could we could do it now. Uh, but uh, that's all, folks. That's it. That's it. According to the top critics at Rotten Tomatoes, it's got tomato meter reading of eighty four percent. They figured it out. Uh, average grade was a seven point two out of ten. It says John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum reloads for another hard hitting round of the brilliantly choreographed choreographed over the top action that fans of the franchise demand. But of course, there are assholes. There are always haters. Andrew Barker of Variety, who did this on my fucking birthday, you dipshit. As it stretches beyond the two hour mark, the film becomes, to use a loaded term, desensitizing. Uh, I'm still grossed out. I think you mean by action. Just though. action? Yeah. Yeah, well, I kind of feel that. Yeah. What's funny is that- It's just the enter the dragon moment. It yeah. just, okay. He says as it enters the two hour mark, the movie was two hours and 10 minutes. I was tired before that. Yeah. And I love the action in this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the next person was James Berard from Real Views. He says, I'd love to say that fans of the first two movies will love this one, but I fall into that group and I was a little disappointed by this outing. How can you be? I was going to say, if you like the first two first movies, one, dude, you're getting another one. This is more. <clears throat> and it's a better sequel than most. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Lacona of San Diego. Lick reader. on these nuts. Lick on these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> God his ass. 
getting dunked on. Boom! It's rather like when Bond films went from Sean Connery to Roger Moore. Plenty of people will find this copacetic. A few will grouse about what's been lost. A touch of the real amid the merely fantastic. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> I'm going to take it as disrespect. <laughs> the you audience that a one out of five. I know. What a dick. Uh, the audience score, which is the average rating, gave it a 4.3 out of five and 86% agreeing it's a three or higher. But the movie's over. We entertained. And I just said, hey, keeps getting better and better, baby. Sam? I don't think it keeps getting better and better, but I fucking enjoyed the shit out of it. That's good enough for me. The Academy Awards got no nominations. At the Golden Globes, no nominations. But the Academy, the Saturn Awards, they finally woke hey. the fuck up. Hey. Mission Impossible, however, wins Best Action Film. Mission Impossible Fallout. <sighs> Not Skyscraper? It's hard a rock to, without a leg? Hard to believe that what? Skyscraper didn't make it. But Mission Impossible Fallout was... At least the at least these are more actiony than hidden figures. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you think John Wick Chapter Three should have beaten Mission Impossible Fallout? Fallout was so over the top, and it, the, here's here's the one thing I will give. Was Fallout the one with Henry Cavill, where he cocks the arms? Is it? I thought it was the Dubai one. Well, I'm seeing France in the background of that picture. Oh, it might be. Cause, wait, is that a helicopter? Uh, there is a helicopter in there. Okay, that's Henry Cavill then. Okay, yeah, because that's a damn good action movie. That's a damn good action movie. And you know what? It's a more balanced action movie than the John Wick series. It is, but also to their credit, like I know the practical stunts and practical effects, but ain't nobody competing with Tom Cruise and his practical stunts. No, 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 no. Where he broke his leg on that jump. Oh, I know. Oh. Uh, it was also nominated for Best Actor at the Saturn Awards for John yeah, Wick. You know, way to go. Yeah. I wouldn't have put him there, but, you know, way to go. And it, he lost to Robert Downey for Endgame, which you're going to. <laughs> you're going to. Yeah. you never know. Uh, best My Editing. brought up a funny oh. point because we were talking about Tropic Thunder <laughs> and uh, how more people were outraged over Simple Jack than RDJ in blackface. Oh, yeah. And uh, she brought up... Uh, what if, and I, oh, sorry, I brought up what if there was no Simple Jack and we didn't have RDJ Iron Man because he got canceled. And then she brought up, like, well, he should have just stuck with it, just kept that blackface for the entire time, have a black Iron Man, but still RDJ. But the funny thing about RDJ getting canceled so supposedly is he got canceled in 2000, what was that, 10 with Tropic Thunder? It was right after Iron Man? Yeah. And then he went on to make. Billions, billions of dollars with the Marvel franchise and they're begging him to come back at this point. Um, best editing went to Endgame. It was, Endgame was going to win everything for this one. It's the Saturn Awards. It crushed. It did. And honestly, it did have better editing than John Wick anyway because horses on motorcycles. Okay, there you go. Uh, at the Golden Raspberry Awards, it got a Razzie for the Redeemer Award. Dolomite. But Eddie Murphy won for Dolomite is my name. Dynamite. Yep. Keanu. Dynamite. They were like, well, Keanu Reeves, I guess he's brought it back with Toy Story and Chapter 3. I'm like, he did two in one also. Where were you for this? Uh, but I love how Will Smith is on here for Aladdin. Fuck right off. And at, But here's the thing. Adam Sandler's on here for Uncut Gems. Have you seen Uncut Gems? It's an amazing movie. It's an amazing movie. But I don't I'm know like, why you're bringing Aladdin into this. Well, because well, he had Grown Ups 3 right before or some shit. Yeah, it was... J J Judy and Jill or Jack and Jill. Oh, God. Remember that bullshit? Oh, yeah. All right. 
top, top three, bottom three time. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to do my top three first. Uh, number three, the addition of Halle Berry Sophia into the mix. She is awesome in this movie and is, in my eyes, in my eyes, part of the best action scenes of the movie. My number two, more world building, actual stakes. My number one, everything is amped up for the third movie where John Wick 1 and 2 were equals. This one surpasses nearly, nearly everything. Sam? My number three is learning more and more about the world in very smart ways continuously with one, two, and now three. Yeah. Number two, the cinematography and action has turned up from 11 from the two to a 12 with a three. Mm. I didn't even know there was a 12. No, no. These apps will go to 11. Yeah. Well, why don't you make the 11 10? Because then it wouldn't be 11. Because then these go to 11. <laughs> <laughs> and then my number one is the action in this is just chunky. <laughs> It's just chunky. It's so satisfying in every every single way. It just think He'll, of it, think of what chunky could mean. It's that too. Takes a pencil. <laughs> let's move out of the pencil. Let's use a book. Shotgun blast Shotgun, the head. Just hemisphere moving hemisphere. It's fucking rad. Uh, but with all the rad, there is some bad. On to the bottom three. My number three, the horse and motorcycle scene. It's a bit much. Uh, my number two. Sometimes the elongated action scenes with martial arts looks a bit choreographed. And my number one, which is more of a nitpick, I think, the elder was less than expected. Just <laughs> yeah, for the person who sits above the high table. Yeah, maybe don't call him an elder then. Call him something else. The one. Oh, the, we can't use that. The high chair. Well, it sounds like a baby then. <laughs> it was a baby then. Yeah. <laughs> what like, are your yeah. What are your three? Your three uh, worst. My number three is stop shooting dogs. <laughs> stop shooting dogs. And choreography is a little obvious and repetitive at sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that might be a fault of watching these movies pretty much back to back to back. Yeah. Uh, my number two is this movie kind of drags with the same old, same old. Mm. And then my number one is what was the point of Casablanca and the Elder? We kind of talked about it, but. I feel like this was just a, you have to get these characters to here. Yeah. Then back. That's it. It felt a little Last Jedi with Finn and whatever the fucker name is going to that gambling planet. I just changed my grade. Sorry about you, bud. No, this is a good thing. This is oh, why okay. I like. This is why I like having somebody on the other side of this mic because then I can hear the other perspective and I learn more. Okay. You know what's funny is I was ready to give this an A plus. I know you were. That's why I'm here. Well, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Well, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, vanity. My favorite sin. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Pacino. <laughs> Your award is this way. Uh, <laughs> okay, critics rating. We use an 8F scale here on the movie planet. C is average. A plus is the highest. F is the lowest. If it gets an A, a plus, it goes to Die Hard Land, but I um, don't think it's going to. If the movie's so bad it receives Fs, it's going to go to Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> the movie planet global killer. So the question is, what do you give 2019's John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum in the action-adventure movie genre by today's standards? Sam, hit me with it. So this is kind of a double-edged sword. What can I say that I haven't already said about John Wick 1 and John Wick 2? While the strength is the consistency in the raising of the bar, in the raising of the action, in the raising of the lore, 
it's so great because it's so constant and it keeps just feeding you just enough to keep you hungry. But at the same time, it's John Wick. It's you're going to get the same experience with pretty much the same moves with sprinkles of newness in there. The expanded characters are great additions and the stakes are raised going to John Wick 4, which I can't wait to see. Right. Where things teeter is that John Wick 3 may have tried too much this time, got too ambitious, tried too much with choreography, tried too much with story, tried too much with the movie in general. Is it a bad movie? Absolutely not. Is this still a great fucking action movie that gives you everything you need and more? Yeah, baby, it's John Wick. So, whereas much I won't go into characters, the choreography, and the sound, and the story, and the plot, and the characters, blah, 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 because you're getting the same thing, but with some extra seasoning, baby. Yeah. It's a little spice for your life. I'm giving this a B plus. (laughs) Okay. A B plus. Well, not only do you sprinkle a little bit on that, um... You sprinkled on my dreams. <laughs> Here's mine. I have become death, destroyer of worlds. You, you are indeed. Uh, so that would be an 88% right there. All right. Well, this is interesting. Okay. <sighs> feel weird reading this now. I was on such a high earlier. Wow. What can I say about this movie? It, <laughs> it's like a fine wine this series is. You or can an have aged your whiskey. opinion. You are another. <laughs> wow! What you can are, I say about hey, this movie? <laughs> you are a very special and unique person, just not in this way, honey. Uh, to me, this is like an aged whiskey. Okay, with each iteration that goes by, it does get better and better. This movie is what a final movie in a trilogy should look like. It's bigger in scope. The hero's got to make a sacrifice that goes against his very wishes to move forward. The action's ramped up by a factor of 10, and we get more answers to questions we previously had and still have more curiosities that can be satiated in later movies. But if they aren't, we're okay with it. Part of the reason why I wanted to do this trilogy is because I view it the same way I view the Toy Story trilogy and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Each movie gets better and ends on the best possible note. I'd say more about the casting here, but it's literally the same cast with just a few additions. Angelica Houston as the director, Saeed Tamawi as the elder, the uh, the guys from the raid, and Mark DeCastos as Zero, the fanboy. Oh yeah, and a little known actor named Halle Berry, who I think steals the show and offers up arguably the best action scene of the entire series with her badass dogs. I love the way that this was shot and how the world is starting to blend into the fantastic and unrealistic in a mostly realistic way. Yes, I have some problems with the editing. I mean, the horse and motorcycle scene looks cool, but I mean, come on, you know? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Now, story-wise, just like horror movies, a good action movie can balance plot and action. However, you gotta have an equal amount to be perfect. This one, I think, balances it all perfectly. It also ties up all the loose ends while leaving open the possibility for future stories. I love the fact that from the very beginning of this movie, my heart is racing with stress for John Wick and the fact the first action piece lasts nearly 25 goddamn minutes. It just adds to the fact that after that, we all need a freaking break. And that's what this movie does beautifully. It knows when to crank the action up to 11 and then when to bring you back down to a two. With this movie, I think Chad Stahelski finally became a director on par with John McTiernan, 
John Woo, and your boy, George Miller, as an action film director. I so badly, badly want to give this movie an A+, like the other two movies. Or in a, like, in a like the other two movies. In fact, I want to give it an A+. Plus, but I can't bring myself to do it because of that damn plot hole with the elder that you pointed out. I'm going to have to drop this one just a smidge below. It's an A- minus to me. Not only is this one of the best third movies in a franchise ever, however, it, and it's one of the best action movies I've seen in a long time. That plot hole. Hey, it kicked me right in the jimmy. She's a big one. It's a big one. Uh, and now I got to watch it a third time because I'm like, I got to find a way to move that back up. There's got to be an <laughs> explanation be I an don't explanation. know about. Uh, so I'm giving it a, a 92. You're getting an 88%. That rounds up to a 90. Uh, so a 90 puts it not in first, second, third, or fourth. It's right behind chapter two, 90%, just above live free or die hard. Um Mad I Max 2. Fair. Mad Max 2 says goodbye, the Road Warrior. There's only one Mad Max Not left. Humongous. Yeah. Greetings from the Humongous. <laughs> the Lord Humongous. The warrior of the wasteland. The Did that. Critics hats off. Do you love like or <laughs> I fucking love it. It's a blast. <laughs> uh yeah, it's I love the series, and so now after rewatching it, because I haven't seen this movie since 2019. Oh yeah, yeah. After watching it, and now I'm kind of like, okay, I I want to rewatch this every couple of years now, and when four comes out, I'll do a full on binge of it just to make sure that every plot hole <laughs> is covered, and um, that's that. But. That's all we got time for our movie planeteers. Uh, next show, will you be joining us? Nick, do you want to do another show quickly? Uh, no. No. Okay. Too much going on. Okay. Okay. So, next show is up in the air right now. We'll let you know what's going to be. Uh, but uh, if I have my way with this, uh, I do have a couple people. We might be doing. We might be doing Twenty One Jump Street. Fuck yeah. Or we might be doing Jurassic Park Dominion. And getting that because I told Kayla we can do that. We can do either one of those. Uh, we might do History of the World Part One. Uh, just kidding, we're not gonna do that yet. Can't do that. That's me. You. Yeah, I was gonna say can't do that without you. Could be Avatar. I got somebody coming on for Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna have her come on with you as a tryout, uh, but uh, we'll see how she does. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it could be any of those. I don't know. It's up in the air. But let's be honest, it's two weeks anyway. So who gives a fuck? You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean and give us a four or five star review. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and follow our Instagram. The opinions expressed on the Movie Planet Podcast are those of the individual hosts. The Movie Planet Podcast is not affiliated with, prepared for, approved, or licensed by any entity that created any films discussed or reviewed herein. All movie clips and music included in the podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of review, and no infringement is intended. Okay, Sam, any last words? Be seen. <laughs> great, great tagline. And we're out. Thanks for listening. Happy movie watching. Happy movie watching.